Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls. Our summer guest series continues. We Come really on. appreciate our guy, Stanford Steve, for joining us last week. So many fun stories. If you missed that one, go check it out. If you missed any episodes from last summer, we had Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davis, Mike Golick Jr., Nicole Auerbach, Katie George. Check those out as well. Lots of content for you, Mac. And we're excited about this one. We actually you did the spring game with Taylor last month, and she sat at our table at the All-In Ball. Taylor and I had a great time not <laughs> bidding on some of the ridiculous things that were being bid upon. But Taylor's really one of the best. I think our listeners are going to enjoy this interview. No question about it, KG. We loved our time with Tay-Tay, and she killed it. She really did. That, that spring game, that, that was her first ever sideline. Now, I did preface by telling her, you will never have another sideline job like this unless you do the spring game with Clemson again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's His light demo lifting. talked the whole time. It's light lifting. <laughs> and, and he took over. He became a field analyst. He became play-by-play and also a team reporter. He was jumping in huddles and, and right. interviewing people. So she did awesome. It was super fun to, to work with her for her first assignment there. Uh, but there won't be another one. There won't be another no, one. No, nothing like that. ACC fans should be very familiar with Taylor Tannenbaum. She co-hosts ACC PM every afternoon from 4 to 7 p.m. on ACC Network with Mark Packer. She also serves as a studio host for ACC Network. She joined the network in August 2022 after spending the last four years as a sports reporter in Indianapolis. We talk about that, where she was the station's first female sports anchor when she was hired in 2018. Come on, kicking down walls. You love to see that prior to her time there. Taylor spent two years in Huntsville, Alabama. How'd she get to SEC country? We dive into that. We talk about that a little bit there. That's good Where she stories. covered Alabama. She covered Auburn. Uh, she had a BCS national championship and a, a, a game where her alma mater plays against the team she's covering. What a dream. We, we talk about that as well. Uh, the playoff championship games that she's covered uh, from 13 to 18. And, of course, is a native from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where she earned her bachelor's degree in media production from the Florida State Seminoles. So a little bit of a little bit of garnet and gold bias in this episode, but we jump into it. We converted her to a tiger. Let's get into this episode. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Taylor Tannenbaum, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you on today. And I just kind of want to start with, look, we're recording this in April. It's airing in May, just for some podcast magic. <laughs> Have you been able to wind down a little? I know you were in Houston for the Final Four. You were with us in Greensboro for the ACC tournament and then all sorts of basketball stuff. I feel like I know the answer. The answer is probably no. But have you had any time to wind down with your crazy schedule? 
Ding, 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 Kelly. Absolutely <laughs> not. Because, but, the, but that's a beautiful thing, right? That means the ACC has a lot of good things going on in sports, which means we are employed, which means <laughs> life is good. So we can't complain about that. Um, but with that being said, you know, people think there's an off season and, and I know, you know, you guys pick up a bunch of things in between, but there really is no off season when you're on mm-hmm. ACC PM, no. that's for sure. Cause now it's softball, baseball, lacrosse mode, all the crazy transfer portal news that happens every day. Um, we got to, well, you know, I know this is airing in May, but you know, spring games going on. Oh, so there is yeah. still some football I'm dabbling in a couple of other things. Grateful for our bosses for giving me all these crazy opportunities. So um, the, the short answer is absolutely not, but maybe in like July, <laughs> July could be a good time before media day. Yeah, are, do you, do you have vacation like scheduled out? Like, are you going to take a couple weeks or a couple days, something? You know, I think I'm going to you attempt should. to have do to. that. You have to. At some point, at some point I've heard here on ACC network, we do a couple of weeks where we may have some days off yeah, during the summer. The best so of. with that being Just said, play the best of for a couple be, hours. There will be some... Cold drinks oh, by yeah. the pool somewhere in the near <laughs> there future. There we go. <laughs> and Kelly, you too, because maybe by the time this airs, we may have yes. a drink in hand with, ba- yes. with baby and the other. Yes. Let's hope. If this is this Prayers is up. supposed to air mid-May. If I'm still pregnant, Mac is not going to want to speak to me right we got, now. We got issues. We will have some we issues, issues. <laughs> for sure. And that's Everybody's Taylor's excited. pup who's excited. It's his birthday today. This is Mitch. Mitch, Mitch come Happy hang birthday. out. Happy birthday. Oh, look at the puppy. <laughs> <He's so excited. laughs> he is not a fan He's on high of alert. He's on high alert. the wonderful people who mop Ooh. the hallway because it's horrifying out there. Yeah, and they He's could, so scared. That is my guard pit bull. They should right. break Clearly. in and, and who knows what's going to happen. Taylor, let's start with ACCPM. Okay, so you were working in Indy, hired to do ACCPM and, and join ACC Network and ESPN. Tell us about how that story and how that job came to be. I've told some of you guys, but not everybody knows the story. So I was working in Indianapolis for the last four years, and it was summer. We're in the middle of Colts training camp, right? And I'm actually sitting out at Colts training camp getting ready to do like a 5 p.m. live hit, you know, like local TV does. And I had interviewed for the job a couple of months before, and I was, you know, coming to terms with the fact that, hey... You know, maybe I'm just going to spend another football season here in Indy. It didn't work out. That's okay. It's all good. It was a great experience. We'll try again next year. I'm sitting out there at the fields. There's nobody really out there, just a bunch of media people working. And I get a phone call, um, and it's from a number that says, like, spam. You know, we get a 1,000 spam calls a day. And I pick it up, and I had heard from my agent, like, there was maybe some movement. And I, I pick it up, and it's, I said, hey, who is this? And he's like, it's Aaron Katzman. That's my new boss. To congratulate Katz you on your Katz would say that. Wow. Right. <laughs> and I said, wow. So the first impression was that my new boss showed up as spam right. on my cell phone. That seems to be a so him problem. That, worked. That, that seems to be a him that's, problem. I don't know what that was about, but um, I got the phone call at, like, 5 p.m. on a Thursday. And they were like, hey, we're going to start doing run-throughs next week. Can you be here by Tuesday in Charlotte? So I moved to Charlotte. And the show's going live the following Monday. So it was basically, I went from Colts training camp in the thick of that, and Matt Ryan was supposed to be the hero back then, and we all know how that played out. Um, ACC (laughs) guy. And um, then to a week and a half later, I'm on ACC Network Live, and here's a new show (laughs) debuting with myself, Mark Packer, and at the time, Trey Boston. And it's just been a whirlwind. So I'm as long as I was in local TV for about a decade is as quickly as that 
ended and I came here to ACC Network. Come on. What what a crazy story. I mean, just the... Sometimes it works, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Well, I want to dive into a little bit more of that. So, did you... You said he called you and said you got the job. So, did you, like, audition or what was the process and why, why I guess, did you want to, to reach out and do that? Did you feel like it was just time to take a, another step somewhere? Right. So, in my career, I started right out of college from Florida State. I went straight to Dothan, Alabama, which is about an hour 45 <laughs> west of Tallahassee, then went to Huntsville, Alabama for a couple of years, then went to Indianapolis. And after that, you know, you're looking. I'd been looking for a while. Hey, I want to take that network step. I want to do a little bit more. You know, I want a longer form show. I want to travel. I want to do potential sideline, like all these other things. So as in around like May of last year, I started to just send out emails to people that I had seen or met along the way. Hey, like, I feel like I have enough experience. Can I get a shot at this? Can I have conversation? And ACC Network, something I'd always eyed because I went to Florida State. Right. And when I was working in Alabama, SEC Network was being launched. We love that. SEC Network was being launched. So I saw what kind of happened there, uh, just being with those teams. And then when ACC Network launched... Uh, kind of before the pandemic in 19, I was like, you know, I, I, I want to be part of that, especially as an alum. That's so important to me, right? I learned a lot of my TV stuff from Florida State. Right. So I finally reached out and and Katz, who is the now boss, wrote back. and was like, hey, let's, you know, chat on Zoom. And we did. And that was in like May. And then in June, they were like, hey, we actually think we're going to have a position open. Come on over to wow. Charlotte and audition. And um, I think there was a couple people who auditioned. I sat in the basement with Pac before I even knew who he was, really. You know, like, <laughs> I knew who he was, but exactly what this was all about. We did a fake segment. It was about build your your perfect ACC quarterback. Okay. Right? It was take different parts from each person. It was like, who has the heart? Who has the arm? Who has the the mindset? That type thing. So we built our quarterback in a fake segment, and I guess I did an okay job. And I ended up two months later getting the phone call at 5 p.m. Wow. on a Thursday while wow. I'm sitting out there in the grassy fields of Westfield, Indiana. <laughs> and I had no one to really celebrate with. I'm looking around like, I can't tell anybody this yet. I haven't even told my parents. And I'm like freaking out. So it was just time. You know, it's yeah. when you know it's time for a new challenge. And that's what it's been. It's been an awesome experience and a challenge all wrapped up in one. Come on. That's amazing. That's, that's so cool. I love to kind of hear you know, people's ESPN story and, and how it happened, where to come from. So start as a little spam call and, and here we are. So, and I think I just it. emailed at the, you, and I always tell people this, timing, when getting yeah. the business, just send emails, right? Sure. It's all about timing. Like maybe if I would have sent that in January, he might've been like, Hey, yeah, you know, we'll talk eventually and, and we'll catch up. But sure. it wasn't the timing around that time I emailed. They just so happened to know that some things were going to transpire. And, right. you know, I was put on a short list, which was really awesome. So it's one of those things. It's just like, Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. You don't always want to be the squeaky wheel, but sometimes it pays off. <laughs> no question about it. Well, let, let's go back to, to Indy for a second here because you were the first female sports anchor. Um, mm -hmm. the, the things you were able to do, barrier breaker, we love all that stuff. H how did, I guess, those experiences prepare you for, for where you are now with ACC Network and, and ACCPM? I mean, it's everything, really, because... I'm seeing now at ACC Network, like, hey, you have a three-hour show every day, but then also sometimes you're going to host when, you know, we need a spot for someone to host, whether it's football or basketball on the huddle or nothing but net, or, hey, can you come up and do an all-ACC one of the nights? All the things that I did in Indianapolis helped me do that because you're doing literally everything when you're in local TV. Like, 
It's college sports. It's pro sports. I did a ton of racing. Uh, so especially when you do racing, it's very quick and fast paced. And when they wrap up, you're on air right away because I worked for an NBC. So that whole thing is like, hey, they get off the track at 450, you're on at five type thing. So it's one of those, you're always prepared. You're constantly running. I always ran my own camera. I edited my own stuff. I wrote my own stuff. Um, everything was my doing, right? So when you yeah. get in this position, it's almost hard to relinquish that control because you have sure. such wonderful people around you, a researcher and a producer and people who will help you with some stuff. Uh, but all of that prepares you for this moment because it's like, hey, I can hop in at, at, at any time. I can, if you need me to do sideline, which is kind of like a live mm. shot in local TV, right? Like uh, you can do all of those things. So Indianapolis prepared me for all of that. And plus studying so many different things. Right. You have your mind in so many different you things. You need yeah, that right now, huh? Come on. <laughs> a little bit about a lot of things, right? right? So that's what I'm doing right now is, hey, am I am I an expert on baseball, softball, and lacrosse in the ACC? No, but when you start reading and studying and covering it, you yeah. become, you know, very deep into it. So that's what I had to do in Indy, too, is, hey, did I know everything about the Colts and the Pacers and IU and Purdue when I moved there? Absolutely not. <laughs> But you, you kind of just dive in and you get to know So it. you're waiting for the ACC to add uh, racing, and then you'll be ready to go. That's right. <laughs> I would – listen, I am your correspondent right here, right now. I got you covered. Hopefully in the month of May I'll be in Indianapolis. I'm trying to go to the 500 Come on. for the first time and not have to work it, but we'll see what happens. Who, who would win that? Who, who would be the best, like, NASCAR ACC school? Ooh. I think it's got to be a, a Southern – I think maybe maybe Clemson, NC State, it does. Florida State. I was gonna say I could see. <laughs> Come on, I could no, I could see a Clemson. I could see Clemson, Clemson thriving. I could see that was where my first hey, thought our, was. Our home track of Darlington. <laughs> Come on, we're tearing it off. We're killing it. Listen, we're I could it. see it being a thing. So if ever that becomes, <laughs> listen, I, I don't see go. Clemson being crowned the go. national champion. Taylor, there we go. You also so there before you, you were in Indy, you were in Alabama, as you mentioned. So you go for, and we'll talk about your Florida State experience, and obviously. You were there kind of in the, the, the most recent glory days as a student. So you saw all that went on with FSU and, and the national title and everything. But when you were in Huntsville, so you go from, from Florida State to like small town Alabama, which is Alabama, Auburn, you know, um, people die over this rivalry, that kind of thing. Do you have Literally. any great stories that was kind of your welcome to Alabama moment? <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, you mentioned literally die over this. No one was hurt in the making of this story. This okay. is like a, a natural progression type story. But let me just give you a basis of what this <laughs> this rivalry is all about. And this was, I can't remember if I was working in Dothan or Huntsville because two different markets, but I did pretty much the same thing. Obviously, the Iron Bowl is everything and more, right? So one Iron Bowl, I'm standing on the sideline. It's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama ended up winning that one. I want to, it might have been 2016, 2017. Um, and I'm standing on the sideline. I'm a photographer because I have to do my own camera work. So I'm <laughs> hanging out. And the sideline is very close to where I stand to like where, where fans can come up to the side. So I'm standing there and a kid walks up to me and goes, hey, pulls out a plastic baggie. This is my grandfather's <laughs> ashes. He's the biggest Alabama fan in the world and he wants to be laid here. And I was like, that's so cool. But like, can you not do it right now next to my feet? Like, I'm going to be standing here the whole game. Like, I don't want to step on your grandpa. Like, this is getting really weird. SOS. And he's like, but listen, he's telling me the story. It was, it was really cool. Like, this is how much they care. Like, 
grandpa died. He wants his ashes to be spread at Bryant-Denny Stadium, okay? And I'm like, I totally respect it. I also, I look at the guy. I'm like, Alabama's losing right now. It was like 14 to 7 or something. I'm like, you cannot spread the ashes when Alabama's down. Like, this is just not okay. So we talk a little bit, and I guess I wasn't paying attention. You have to switch sides, you know? When, when touchdowns are happening, like, I run to the other side. I come back. The ashes yeah. are strewn. He did it without my knowledge. So I come back. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to do this with Grandpa's ashes next to me no the entire game. No way. But then the cool <laughs> part of the story is, so I take a picture of it. It goes kind of viral on Twitter. It's this whole thing. Just So I end up getting a Facebook message from the guy. He ended up seeing the story was written that, like, somebody spread Grandpa's ashes next to my feet at the game, and this is how much the rivalry means. And he messages me. He's like, thank you so much. This means so much. Like, my oh grandpa my would have loved this. And it ended up being, like, a really cool story of just, like, how much they love their sports. But that was my, like, it's just, like, very different there when it comes to that kind of stuff. But when I tell you I moved to Dothan, Alabama, and I was like, I'm from Fort yeah. Lauderdale. Like, very, you know, it's a big city. I was like, I cannot believe this. But it taught me, like, a slow-paced lifestyle. And sure. I actually loved it. Sure. And I miss it. And um, people were so kind. And uh, the 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 price to live there. I think about how much my rent costs and I'm like, man, what I would do for that right now, living in Charlotte. Um, But it was the best experience of my life, I would say. It was a bunch of 22, 23-year-old people trying to, you know, break into the business and we're all without our families. And then you just have a good time. You go to these small hole-in-the-wall bars on a Friday night after you cover football and uh, it was a good time. That Okay. I... I knew you'd have a good story, but that story is amazing. Yeah, and awesome. I'd have to find that Facebook message. Oh I would love God. to find that Facebook message because it was one of those things that I was like, "There's no way this is happening." So Bama did win the game, right? We think. Okay, Bama won the game, and he the other confident. part of this is like they snuck into the game with of a ashes. bag of ashes. Yeah, that's what's crazy. That's the Look, crazy. It's what Grandpa wanted, they guys. The liquor. It's They're what like, Grandpa wanted. It is exactly. So Grandpa's now resting in peace at Bryant-Denny Stadium and has had a, a front row seat to a lot of great dubs since then. That is amazing. Okay. Wow. That's the story I wanted. Okay. Let's talk. That about yeah, sums that up sums college up. football, right? Well, okay. Speaking of that, Florida State, you are a proud null. You're from Florida, as you said. And oh, yeah. so let's just start with your experience there. And we can talk about, you know, being able to be a student during kind of the the heyday and you probably, you know, you you probably watch Mac lose some games there, um, down there in Tallahassee. It was tough, I know. Twenty uh, fourteen, like, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't there. See, See I was she wasn't even there. Sorry. She didn't covering, even know. I was covering uh, Florida she, State. How about so fifteen? Did you lucky. see that? How about that? Did you see that game? <laughs> I was actually. I was in. Because that was, was the downfall. That's where it all started. 2014 was the last win, but that, that <laughs> game, for Clemson fans, the 2014 is just a disaster. But I'm getting off track here, Taylor. What did your Florida State experience <laughs> mean to you and help you get to where you are today? That's the question I was trying to ask. So, first of all, I do want to say EJ Manuel yeah. is my He's quarterback. your QB. That is my quarterback. That's my He's quarterback, my too, baby. Come on. That's our, yeah. that's our quarterback, but really my quarterback, too, because when I was in college, that's who I was watching play QB, which is really cool now that we get to work uh, with each other. We always had mutual friends but never actually knew each other in college, which oh, wow. is very funny. Uh, so now, obviously, it's come completely full circle. But Florida State, obviously, some of the best times of my life. Um, football games, honestly, baseball games were always a ton yeah. of fun. Basketball was actually pretty fun back then. Uh, there were some decent teams back then under Leonard Hamilton. They were they were kind of fun. They were always trying to make a run. Um, 
But man, I, I saw the ending of Bobby Bowden's career. Right. That uh, was my freshman year, so got to go to like a couple of those games, which was really cool. I didn't. Here's the thing, though. I graduated in the spring of 13. Mm. Oh, you didn't get the natty. So I got to see Jameis's spring game. And I'll always remember that because people were like freaking out about this guy yeah. at the spring game. He threw a bunch of touchdowns and all these yards. And I'm like, it's a, who cares? It's a spring game. But it was like hype in Tallahassee that night. It was like, and then it obviously transpired in fall. But what was cool is I had just moved to Dothan for my first job. And because we were so close, we cover a lot of the panhandle. So I got to cover and my first job six months into it. Auburn and Florida State playing for a national wow. championship. How about Pasadena. that? That's cool. That's like a collision so only, of worlds right there. That's nuts. It was so cool. I'm like six, six, seven months into my first job, and I'm like, holy moly, I'm at this a national so championship. This is great. Look at all these people here. I got to meet John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, which was like the highlight of my life. I was like, forget about the game after this. This is so cool. Um, they, he sang the national anthem, so I was like freaking out. Um, and the cool part was, is, you know, all my friends had to pay to go out to Pasadena and I got to watch it literally on the sideline to watch my alma mater with this great comeback beat Auburn. Um, and I got to cover both. It was like, wow. it was the coolest experience. Now, would I have loved to do it as a student? Of course, but I got to experience it on the other side, sure. which was like really, it, it set the bar really high for my career. It's seriously, you get to go to, if you go to a national championship in your first year and you don't the next, then it's really a failure. You know what is nuts about that? That my story is the exact same, except for Clemson yeah. lost it. Uh, because we our first year on the network, Clemson goes to the Natty and runs into a buzzsaw, plays the best you know team ever in LSU. Um, but that that was the thing. It was like your team's playing in a national championship. Like this is work. What this is crazy. And so the best. Um, I, I totally relate with that, and and you know I, I know that was special for you to be able to cover that and, and a team in Auburn that you probably covered all year. So that's where we thought, yeah, I can do this. I can I can do this forever. This right? is so much fun. Uh, let, let's stay in the FSU days because again, we we talk about all those great football teams with with EJ and and winning you know so many games. Really in twelve, I mean they they were right there. I mean if they didn't lose that game to uh, it was NC State, y'all are probably in the NC Natty State. that year, uh, which is crazy to think about how good they were how close do you think FSU is to being back to that to, to to maybe the EJ era to where maybe it can get to 13 I think they're there really that's the thing is I think that they're there to be able to do this year in and year out once you get there right the recruiting's never going to stop when you're when you're Florida State right once you get back up to that spot it's right. easy to recruit at Florida State because, first of all, it's in Florida. Second of all, they have the best athletes in the state. You know, a third of all, if you're winning, people want to go there. It's a brand. Now, when you've fallen off a little bit, it takes time to get back there. I think they're there. Now it's just a matter of actually matching those expectations. And that's that makes you a little wary as a, as a fan and even, you know, as, as a broadcaster covering them because they haven't been in this position in a very long time. And honestly, last time they were, it really did not go well. It was when they played – Oh yeah, Bama mm-hmm. in the opener and Francois' leg got destroyed, and, yeah. and, and destroyed it. And, and honestly, it felt yeah. like that's when the program really just went and took a nosedive. That was like the back end mm-hmm. of Jimbo Fisher, and it just like from there spiraled out of control. So it's one of those things. I think they're there. They're at that spot where the teams when I was in college were always competing. They were always right there. Maybe they weren't at a national championship level yet, but they were always in the mix in the conversation. And you know, at least. 
in the conversation. We are now. And in this going into the season, they will arguably be a top five team. I think they'll be a top five team. I can't imagine with 87% of their production right. yeah. coming back, they're not going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Heisman potential at quarterback. I think they're there. It's just a matter of, hey, can you maintain that yeah. this year? And it worries me because it's one of those things they got here kind of, it sort of feels like rapid, almost rapidly under Norvell, even though it was a long time they've been out of the conversation. It feels like it got there and it's like, what happens if you're not playing for a national championship this year? Right. I hope people understand that getting to this point is 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 a lot. And right. and maybe if even if you don't win it all this year, just to be back in this spot says a lot about where the program is because of how far they fell off. Yeah, and, and you know that's what is, is so intriguing to me because I think from an FSU like fans perspective. Like you, you've just been wishing and praying for like, let's get back, you know, not to just, you know, those couple of years that y'all were in school and, and shortly thereafter, but like the nineties where they're just murder. Like people forget so quick about stuff. Cause it's all about right. what have you done lately? FSU was killing people in the nineties, right. like top four for 10 straight years. Like it, it's, they didn't leave the top four. They're playing in all these natties, you know, win a handful of them. And, and I, what I'm worried kind of like you just said there is, it's still a process. Like we still have some right. steps before we get to to that. And even the 13 team, you know, there, there's still a path that we have to go through to get there. And I hope, like you said, if, if we look up and, and FSU's one and three or two and two in October, I hope everyone's not just saying, oh, they suck. Like it, it's over that this team is, is terrible. Cause that's not the case. And I don't know if that'll happen or not, but I think there is a little bit where we're getting so far ahead that it's like, hold on, there's still this, path that we yeah. have to go. Uh, oh, and that's a, that's exactly, I agree. I well, totally okay, agree. Here, here's, let's talk about it a little more realistically because it's so funny because we had EJ on last month. We just had Stanford Steve on who is like all aboard the FSU hype train. He's in. So He's the hype in. train has left the station. Okay, so put my money on Florida uh, State. That's what Steve that's said. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what that's Steve what said. said. So <laughs> I, I think the realistic goal here, and I know because it's FSU and the brand, people are talking playoff and, and talking all these things. I think the realistic goal is win the ACC. I think that's where FSU needs to start. Amen. If you win the ACC, you're probably in the playoff, unless you have two losses, of course. We'll see. Even with FSU's schedule, you don't know what could shape up with two losses even, perhaps. But sure. is that the way you see it, Taylor? I feel like that needs to be the goal at this point, going into the season. Well, I would agree with that. And also because you two sitting there as Clemson alum, like I'm sorry to say, but you guys are still – the standard, like at, at the end of the day, you know, we were talking about it in softball recently yeah. and Florida State and Clemson softball had a great top 10 showdown the other day and Florida State goes there and Clemson's the mm-hmm. hiring team and sweeps them because Florida State has they've been the standard of the league and Clemson still, they've won natties. They've been the standard. Clemson, as great as they are in the couple of years that they've had a program, you know, you still have to get over that hump, right? Exactly. You can be, you can be ranked higher than Florida State, but until you beat them, it's one of those things that's like, hey, remember who's still the boss. It feels very similar on the football side, but reverse roles in Clemson right. Florida State. Like, at right. the end of the day, Clemson has learned how to win. They know how to handle these expectations. You know, Emac, going through that, what that's like, and, and you you have a process of how this goes. Florida mm-hmm. State's learning that still. Yeah. So until you take down the giant, you can't be talking that big picture. Like, I, I would like to say, hey, I'd like to have both of Clemson and Florida State in in a national championship picture, you know, in yeah. in a playoff situation, that right. would be awesome. But until you win an ACC championship, which is hard enough to do, and, and I think we forget that with Clemson winning seven of the last eight, that's insane. Right. 
That is insane. I don't care what conference you're in. That is insane. Yeah. Um, you have to do that before you mm-hmm. walk, before you run, right? right. And, and that's how I, I feel the same way about Florida State and, and Clemson in this situation. And, and even for me, KG, I, I might take it a step back. I, I think just being in the game, you know, especially with no divisions, I, I don't think winning it is, you know, oh my gosh, if we don't, like the season's a failure. I think getting to it is probably the minimum. That's where I think, okay, this Not is what we to, have uh, to do. The now. quarterback, EJ Manuel or Stanford <laughs> Steve. He, you can't talk to him. You can't talk to him. He's biased. But Stan, that's what's Stanford Steve was surprising. He was surprising that he was all on that trade. He's really yes. all in on Florida State. That's cra- mm-hmm. But that's crazy, too. We have right. no divisions, and I think we're forgetting about that. Is That's going to change oh, yeah. everybody right. this season. That's going to change right. everything. Certain teams had harder paths. Other teams had easier paths. You're going to realize, like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is a completely different world in the ACC now, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, definitely. Right. It, it totally is. And, and it, it gets your best two teams. It gets the best product. I, I've, it's long overdue. I mean, after that COVID year where we had, you know, again, top five Notre Dame, top five Clemson, I thought after that it was going to be, yep, this is what we're doing. This is the greatest right. thing that we could do. So I'm glad we're yeah, finally definitely. here. Kate. And I love your uh, softball analogy, Taylor. I think that makes a ton of sense because, and that's something we were talking about with EJ too, is Clemson, or sorry, Florida State has not defeated Clemson since 2014. That game that I brought up that I'm so sorry, Mac. Long time. Long time. That's the reality. That's the reality. Yeah. Okay, beyond FSU and even maybe beyond Clemson, as we look ahead, I know we're recording in April, but this is coming out in May and we're getting closer and closer to football. And and you you know football's 24-7, 365. What other teams (laughs) in the ACC really intrigue you as we head into 23? I think UNC is the easy answer because – Look, at the end of the day, we can be like, the offense is fine. They have Drake May. I do want to see how much better Drake May can be because of everything we saw right. last year. Like, yeah. if he can get even better, which he will, we all know, uh, when you're a freshman, yeah. you you can get significantly better by your sophomore year. Right. I'm excited to see what it looks like with a new offensive coordinator and what the defense can do, even if they're this much better. It's a completely different yes. team, right? I'm really excited, and I know Duke has a tough schedule but man, we just so often forget about them. And like, I just, I'm so high on Riley Leonard that I feel like he's so forgotten in these conversations right. that he's legit. Like, he's really legit. So I kind of want to see how they play off a nine win season. Uh, and obviously, the, it's always Miami. And I think at the end of the day, you know, you can always, you know, we have to say it. Like, I don't want to say it because it's like, <laughs> I hate putting this target on them every single year. But you do want to see like, there are high expectations down there. You have a good quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. Five wins just isn't cutting it. Like, you have to be better. So I want to see what what genuine step they make this year. Do I think they're going to go to an ACC championship? That would be really cool if they do. I'm not going to put that expectation on them, but I would like to see some life out of a program that's expecting life out of the hires that they've made. Yes, 100%. And with Miami, it's you know it's funny you bring it up that way. I, I have, not to be super negative or rude, but – it's just you got to prove it to me. I have zero expectation right. for Miami. Until I see it on the field, I think you're going to be a middle to bottom of the pack. I just think the ACC is getting better around you, and it's, it's something where you really got to step up. And you just got to show me. You know, you, you got to prove it, you know, that you can win and you have a team that can do it together, uh, be on the same page, want to be there at Miami. We've heard all those different things coming out of that camp. Uh, so you're going to have to prove all of that to me. I think Pittsburgh yeah. is going to be really intriguing, you know, with the defense. Jerk. Uh, with, of, of course, you know, our guy Jerk moving in to, to play quarterback there. I know Izzy's moving on. Uh, and then Wake Forest, you know, the post 
Sam Hartman era begins. You know, what is Griffiths if, if he ultimately wins the job and is the guy? You know, Wake Forest has been this model of consistency, you know, throughout Clawson's time there. What are they able to do? Because I think the biggest knock, and Taylor, you tell me, because you, you have been a little bit more of an outsider for, you know, a handful mm-hmm. of these years. Um, we were you know, spreading not ashes being, in you know, Brian. necessarily in the ACC. Yeah, you're, you're spreading ashes in AC, <laughs> SEC country. Um, I think the biggest knock on the ACC has been there's no second tier. Like it's either FSU or Clemson and then a random Pittsburgh or somebody maybe. And then it's this drop off to, to a tier three. Like there is no, you know, right. significant, consistent tier two like maybe there is in, in other conferences. Is that maybe why, you know, we see maybe a, a little bit of lack of respect there? I think I would agree with that. And it's also because maybe they're, they're brands that maybe not everybody knows about, right? So a lot of it has to do with like, you know, it's such a different day and age with this too. You can make a team that maybe not everybody knows about even bigger by just having one player who changes the dynamic or uh, some cool storyline that goes along with it that people just like grab onto. So I would say, yeah, you need the middle of the pack to be good. Like Pitt should be good. Uh, You know, Louisville is is even a good one because it brings in a different part of the country. Both of those, you know, it's just different. Like you have that ability to bring in those different parts of the country, in my opinion, with those. You have to have that middle ground. And I I agree with you. And I feel like especially because it's been kind of just Clemson and Florida State's fallen off. Miami has fallen off. And Mm -hmm. you've had Pitt a little bit in the mix. There really has been nobody else. If you're having four or five teams genuinely in a conversation. And I know they are in the rankings, but they have to genuinely be in a yeah. national And consistently. Like it, it can't just be one year this team's good and then they fall off for five years. Right. You have to find some consistency. And I think that is the knock because everyone looks at Clemson like the flag bearer and it doesn't need to be like that. And it shouldn't right. be like that. So I think this is a really good year, especially mm. without the divisions like yeah. we've talked about. Because people will look over there and be like, well, the Coastal stinks. They just yeah. came out of the Coastal. Yeah. Like you don't want it to look at that. Hey, it's going to be the two best teams. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be other teams competing for that and I think that'll change the game a little bit yeah and and KG that's why I'm so excited because I do think there's that opportunity even to to maybe challenge Clemson everyone's saying you know FSU's the favorite so will there be you know that really solid upper middle tier that when they play out of conference games they're winning when they get into these bowl games they're winning you know that that's the that's the biggest key and I know Pax says this all the time Taylor but when you go play a big 10 team when you go play an SEC team and you're in the ACC you gotta win that's how you change the narrative just go mm-hmm. get a dub. You're Katie. exactly right. I'm so I'm so pumped for this football season. I think it's going to be great. And uh, <laughs> you, the viewer, listener, should be viewing, watching ACC PM every single afternoon Come on, on ACC Network, of course. And Taylor, you're busy. You got to go. You got to go prep. I wanted to ask you one final kind of big question here. As someone who um, paved your own path in many respects, and you you went to Alabama, you went to Indy. You, you know, kind of created this ACC opportunity and, and, and grabbed it by the horns. What is your advice to a young person trying to get into this business, even specifically perhaps a, a, a young female trying to get into the sports media world? Uh, especially as a female, because I know you can, you can attest to this, and especially like I just mentioned, social mm. media has changed the game and, and everything. You cannot compare yourself to other people. That is like the biggest piece of advice that I can give, and that's really anything in life, but especially – in this TV business where it is so, so competitive. Your journey is your journey. It took me a decade to get here, and there's going to be people where it takes two years for them to get here. Um, Kelly, you played basketball. Mac, you played football. For me, I didn't play any of those things, so you know, I'm not going to get certain opportunities that other people get, and I will get opportunities Mm -hmm. that other people won't get. You have to be satisfied where where your feet are and 
understand that your time will come, right? Everybody's journey is different. And that's always my biggest piece of advice is stop comparing yourself because the more you do that, the more you take away from your own journey. And and looking back, I wish I did enjoy it a little bit more in certain places because you're always looking ahead. But just trust the process because if you're good enough and you believe in yourself and you show that on TV – um, and in any, any aspect of your life, you'll get to where you need to be. That's Great awesome. Stuff. God, it's so true, too, especially in, in our world. And, and when you – it's either on TV or it's on social media. You're seeing all these people and all these great things, but also remember, yeah. people aren't Run posting your own the bad race. stuff. Like we, we don't, exactly. we don't post, we don't post the struggles. All right, so just remember that, uh, Taylor. This was so much fun. Really appreciate your time. You're a busy woman. Uh, again, this has already happened when people see this, but I cannot wait for this weekend. We're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna kill it. And your first sideline gig. Let's go. Ah, it's gonna be. I'm awesome. so nervous. I'm so excited. But don't you guys, I'm ex- I'm more excited to have both of you on this summer. Let's go on ACCPM because. Because look, it's a dueling race right now for everyone listening. As of right now, this recording, Kelly has the lead on EMAC for most appearances on ACCPM. So we'll see how this transpires throughout the summer. Um, because, and we're going to hopefully have yes. baby guests on. And Taylor, look, don't, yeah, come you on. Introduce don't let them. The, me having a baby deter you from reaching out. Like if it, if it needs to be <laughs> in the hospital, I mean, I will do yes. whatever it takes to beat Mac. So you whatever just Whatever it takes. Know. That's right. Deal. You're lined up. You're already lined up. (laughs) Thanks again to Taylor Tannenbaum for joining us. Such a fun interview with her. Make sure you follow her on all the social media accounts. (laughs) And we got to get out of here because Amelia just rolled... She's, ru- she's still back? rolling. She's going. She's going. Going Max front to back. Go check back on to front. That. I got to go. Taylor, so thanks proud. for joining us. I'm so proud. I got to go hug this baby. She's going. Nuts. She might like about to stand up. This, this is crazy oh what oh I'm watching gosh. right now. This is unbelievable. Uh, Taylor, thank you for joining us. Another <laughs> great summer guest series episode. We're going to have so many more all summer long, guys. But another good episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go over to YouTube. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.